0: All right, everybody, Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast. Good afternoon on a Saturday, right before we begin a busy Sunday of NFL football. Wiz, how are you today?
1: Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh,
0: Looking at all the uh, things
1: that are happening here with the NFL, with the injuries and who's playing, who's not, who's questionable, all that stuff uh, I saw after... Many weeks of not playing, the Bengals decided to put Joe Mixon on the injured on the uh, injured reserve. All of this is so strange to me; doesn't make any
0: sense. But uh, they had it the, is what it is. <laughs> by the way, they had the nerve to say that Joe Mixon did not have a serious injury this week. So the player missed three games. They had a bye week, and now he's. They're putting him on an IR, which essentially renders him useless for the next, you know, whatever. And and at this point in time, you wonder why would the Bengals even put him out there, uh, you know, in the last few weeks of the season. It's just absolutely incredible, you know, what's happened with that situation. It's nuts. Just absolutely nuts. Um, other injury stuff, it looks like Drew Locke is going to play, correct? Uh, as far as I can tell, it looks like he's playing. Um, what's the latest on Teddy Bridgewater? Is It looks like he was going to play as well, Correct.
1: Uh, No, no that, that one looks like it's really coming down to tomorrow. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they haven't even announced if he's going to play, and if he doesn't play, who would play? It seems like, you know, who, who really knows at this point? Oh, whether it's, uh, whether
0: it's uh, Greer or uh, PJ Walker at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, so very strange strange yeah which makes it
0: which in a case like that makes it a little bit difficult because uh i think a lot of teams have been especially you know maybe not the exact beginning of the season but certainly as the season wore on robbie anderson became a very valuable playmaker to to play and i think you got to take a step back on the skill players uh for the carolina panthers on that basis yeah you
1: certainly have to see who is uh Who's starting and uh, if it's not bridgewater um even in a really good matchup against the lions you know maybe some of those players uh have to take a little bit of a downgrade uh you know maybe maybe mike davis still has kind of the same value but certainly those receivers uh, you're gonna have to take a second uh, a second a second look at and, and consider if you want to play them in your lineup
0: So, I just want to ask you after that week, uh, opening game of the week, uh, Seattle versus uh, Arizona, big difference having Carlos Hyde out there this week. Uh, You know, we were fortunate enough to pick him up uh, and and play him. Uh, But do you think this potentially is a sign of, of things may play out a little bit differently? in the last few weeks here with Russell Wilson, a lot more balance in that Seattle uh, run, you know, certainly in the offense with the running game being present, you're going to get Chris Carson back most likely this week. W- would you be a little bit more nervous kind of about Russell Wilson, maybe filling out the stat sheet the way he was at the beginning of the year? Would you think Seattle goes a little bit more of a balanced attack from here? I mean, I, you know, he's still a
1: must start, uh, but I just don't think he's going to be putting up those gaudy numbers. Uh, that he was putting up the first couple of weeks because the best, you know, thing for Russ Wilson is, is to have a ground in pound game and to take some of that pressure off him, and uh, that's what Hyde did, and that's certainly uh, what they want to do with Chris Carson. So um, he's still a must-start. He's still going to be a top-ten guy, but uh, he's probably not going to put up, you know, those, those crazy numbers because uh, that's really not what they want to do.
0: Yeah, the one most interesting thing I found this week um, when I was looking at player prop bets, and we'll talk about prop bets in a little while. You know, you had mentioned about the the Raiders and 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 the Chiefs playing this week on Sunday night. And maybe they're waiting for that game to be coming out later. There are no player prop games, prop bets for that particular game thus far. I don't know what's going on because there's really not any injuries to to be spoken about, but no player prop bets. That I have seen thus far for the Raider Kansas City Chief game, a little bit weird. Yeah, and also uh, I noticed
1: that they don't even have Taysom Hill on the board for the same uh, Falcon game as far as player props either. Not quite sure what to make of that. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But let's get to the you know let's get to the let's get to the positions for this week, and uh, let's start with quarterback. Uh, love them, leave them. Uh, so why don't you start off at quarterback
0: this week? Who um, who do you have on your list from a standpoint of fading and loving this week? Okay, two quarterbacks I love this week, and this guy. More, I think this guy will be a top three quarterback this week. I feel really confident in this one. Matt Ryan, I think, will be a top three quarterback this week. They're coming off a bye week. I think they're going to get Calvin Ridley back. It looks like uh, Mark, M- Marcus Lattimore is banged up for the New Orleans Saints. I just think they've got a little bit of momentum under their wings here. They've won two games in a row. They get the bye week to rest a little bit. I see a very big game for Matt Ryan this week, and he's basically been outside the top 10 for most of this year when you're looking at rankings. And the other guy is uh, from your team, I think coming off that big Monday night game. I like Kirk Cousins against Dallas this week. I think big games coming from both Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So those are the two guys that I really like that kind of outside the top 10 that I think could have very big weeks. And two guys are going to be fading this week, and they're from the same game. I think we're going to see a little bit of a slugfest, n- drag-out, knockout type of game on that Los Angeles Ram-Tampa Bay Buccaneer game. I'm going to fade both Tom Brady and Jared Goff. Uh, you talked about Jared Goff missing his left tackle uh, with uh, Andrew Wentworth going down. And I think Tom Brady got a big punch in the face a few weeks ago uh, from the New Orleans Saints. I think Aaron Donald will be all over this uh, in this particular game. So I'm going to fade both Tom Brady and Jared Goff in this particular game.
1: All right, interesting. Um, I think Justin Herbert is, is a sure thing, um, finishing the top three. I uh, just love the matchup against the Jets. Uh, it could be some points in that game, but I just think the Jets just, just can't stop the pass. And if they can't put any pressure on him, I think Herbert's going to throw the ball all over the field. And uh, another quarterback that I think is going to have a chance to finish much higher than where he's ranked and certainly going to be a quarterback one this week is Carson Wentz a player that I'm not the biggest fan of. I haven't really talked about him as far as loving him in any of these games. But in this matchup, when you look at that Browns defense, you know, it's like, Uh, like their defense is like a chair that has like 11 wobbly legs and there's one giant sturdy leg that holds it all together. And that's miles Garrett. Uh, And now he's out for the game with COVID. And I think the chair crumbles and I think Carson Wentz is going to have a big game against the Browns. So I'm loving Carson Wentz and I'm feeding Aaron Rodgers. Um, The, The defense that Indianapolis reminds me most of is Tampa Bay, uh, where they have good players all over the field on defense and really athletic linebackers. So I'm fading Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll be okay, but I definitely do not think he'll be, uh, you know, in the top five or seven or even ten this week. How about that? I think he's going to have some struggles. So um, uh, I'm going to fade Aaron
0: Rodgers pretty interesting because uh, when we get to wide receiver, uh, I'll, I'll be in conjunction with what you're saying. Uh, I, I think that's an interesting call. Uh, I, I looked actually on how Aaron Rodgers has performed inside a dome and there's no big outperformance. He's played 30 games in the dome so far in his career. Uh, he's got a record of 17 and 13, and he's thrown for 60 touchdowns in those 30 games. So it's not like he has a huge advantage. And and this, like you said, is a very very solid defense. So I'm not going to buck against you uh, on that one. I think that's a I think that's quite an interesting call though. And I think you make a great point um, uh, discussing the Browns defense. Miles Garrett has caused a lot of problems in 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 games that he's been playing. Uh, and without him, that's a completely different dimension from an already weak defense. So a, a good call on that one. I like that.
1: All righty. So it's, uh, I'll, I'll go first, I guess, to the running back spot. So I'm not going to really give any of the, you know, Alvin Kamara's or... You know, uh, you know, guy, guys like that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give guys that are outside the top 15 or so. Uh, I like, uh, I like Ronald Jones this week. Uh, to your point, you know, it may be difficult for Brady to step back there and, and wait and throw the ball, but I do think they're gonna get the running game going. And I, I like Ronald Jones in his game, uh, to have a pretty good game against, the against the Rams. So I'm really loving Ronald Jones. Um, I like, I like um, as well Salvin Ahmed, uh, Ahmed. against uh, the Broncos. Um, I think I, I like what he's shown. I think he's going to get a lot of carries in this game. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm kind of going to go on the bandwagon there with Salvin Ahmed, and uh, I kind of like I kind of like P Ryan as well uh, for the Jets. Um, I think they can run the ball a little bit, so I'm liking Michael P Ryan uh, to get in there. Uh, Another one who's probably not even ranked in the top 25 or 30 at running back this week. I kind of like him to have a good game, and you know we we only go by the word of what these guys say they're gonna do, and he's gonna supposedly get the starting to get the lion shares of the carry. So I'm gonna go with him as my third guy, like kind of outside the top 20 at running back, and I'm gonna go with the theme of this game against the. Packers and 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 Colton I'm feeding Aaron Jones as well um he struggled against Tampa Bay with those athletic linebackers. And you have to put this in perspective, right? I'm not saying Aaron Jones is going to have 20 yards rushing and 10 yards receiving, but I'm saying in, in, in retro, in into in where he's ranked and I'm looking at these places and they have him ranked as the third, the fourth, the second top running back this week. In, in regards to that, I'm fading him. I think he's not even going to finish in the top 10. So fading Aaron Jones and, um, uh, Jones, uh, P. Ryan, and Salvin Ahmed as my
0: love and at running back this week. What see you? Okay, so uh, it's interesting. I have I have Ahmed I I have Ahmed as well uh, in there in my uh, in, in my outperform, uh, love him section for running backs. We, we haven't spoken about this, but yeah, I agree with you. I think he looked terrific last week. Uh, got some confidence after that first week where he was playing, so I think that's a very, very good call. Denver defense is is not necessarily a strong defense, but, yeah, I, I I like that call. Two other guys that I think are going to kind of make a little bit of noise in this game. I'm going to go to that Green Bay-Indianapolis game. Green Bay can't stop the run, and I think we're going to get surprised this week, believe it or not. Jonathan Taylor is going to be leaned on a little bit more. I think you'll see him touch the ball a lot more in this game. Look, he's a, he's a runner that needs to touch the ball more than seven or eight times in, in a game in terms of rushing attempts. I think they're going to play a little keep away from Aaron Rodgers in this game as well. So I like Jonathan Taylor this week uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. And given injury, uh, this is a situation that I think with DeAndre Swift being out, may, maybe most people would say um, AP this week. Uh, I'm going to give a nod to on Johnson. Uh, I think you'll see him catching the ball, and, and Detroit has been leaning on throwing the ball to, their, to the guys in the backfield, especially today. and this. Sorry, tomorrow in that game, they will not have Amendola. They will not have Galladay. But I like on Johnson to be the running back to own tomorrow uh, for the Detroit team. Um, uh, Detroit Lions this week. And the two guys I'm going to fade, these guys are probably ranked in the top 10 for everyone. I just don't think the play, the the, the script of the game is not going to go to the way of, of Josh Jacobs being able to handle the ball 25, 30 times. I think to your point, first off, we know Andy Reid, how great his teams play out of a bye week. Okay. And they're coming out of a bye week and they're probably a little bit pissed off that they lost to the Raiders the first time around. So I really, really like fading Josh Jacobs this week because I just think the game, the, the pace of the game is going to get away from the Raiders, not going to be able to run the football. And the other guy, just because they're playing a tough defense, and, and again, they're probably going to get punched in the face early in this one, but James Robinson, who's been super steady. I, I'm going to fade James Robinson. Just a little bit tougher going in this particular game against a tough Steelers defense, plus the fact he does come into this game a little bit nicked up as well.
1: Oh, well, you know, I gotta tell you, you've, you've, uh, you've had some tough luck with the Jonathan Taylor and I think you also faded James Robinson as well as I did against Green Bay and I think he had 100 yards rushing, so we'll see if you are uh, can, can, uh, can, can guess right on Jonathan Taylor. Um, we'll see how that goes, but I, I agree that they all going to run the ball, the Colts. Uh, I'm just never sure quite who it's going to be. So we'll see how that goes. So take us to wide receiver. What uh, what looks good and who are you feeding a wide receiver this week?
0: Okay, so uh, guys, I like this week. I think, you know, we saw a little of the, the rapport before they went on their bye week um, um, this past week. But... Rashard Perryman had a big game. Joe Flacco knows the player. They played together in Baltimore. uh, And him on the field was a big presence for the Jets. The secondary of of the Chargers is not that strong. So I like Rashard Perryman to kind of move out of the back of the pack here. I also think we're going to get big games from two guys. I think this is going to – I didn't put Lamar Jackson in in my like this week, but I think we're going to get big games from both Marquise Brown and Devin Duvernay. I think he's going to hit them both for long plays down the field. So I like both of those players. And I really like Justin Jefferson this week. He's probably slightly outside the top 10. I think he just showed you what a difference maker he is in this offense against the Dallas Cowboy secondary. I really, really like him this, 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 this week coming up. Uh, guys, I'm going to fade. So I'm fading Devontae Adams. He comes into this game with a with a bum wheel. Playing against a tough Indianapolis defense, uh, you know, so the reasons that Wiz articulated about um, Aaron Rodgers, I'm not saying that <laughs> Devontae Adams is going to throw up a goose egg, but I just don't think he's going to have the game that we're accustomed to seeing from him. I uh, said so the other guy, the other guys I'm fading actually is, is, is the Tampa Bay wide receivers. Like I said, I think Tom Brady's going to have a tough time in this particular game, so I'm going to fade those guys. And the last guy I'm fading is is, is Will Fuller. Uh, he's the one guy that's c- going to be able to hurt the New England Patriots. The sec- secondary the Patriots is their strong suit. And Bill Belichick likes to w- take away a team's primary weapon. So I think he'll be trying to take away Will Fuller this week. So those are the guys that I'm fading at wide receiver. Very interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know I could see all those. I have a bunch of different guys on both sides. So... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm loving Keenan Allen, uh, go along with Justin Herbert. I I just think he's gonna light up the Jets. This could be a game where he may catch close to ten, close to ten passes. I love Adam Thielen in this game. Yeah, you know, just like this is a game like you were talking about earlier, where I think uh, there could be some offense in this game, and I I kind of like feeling a lot in this game uh, to catch to have over 100 yards of offense in this game. I think this is the game where Chase Claypool has some big, big. Touchdown receptions, uh, at least one, if not more. Uh, I know he's been catching and they've been using him in short passing game and like these jet sweeps. But I think this is a game where they kind of connect. Jacksonville has been susceptible to the long pass. <clears throat> I think Chase Claypool gets them for at least one, and then one down the list, not even probably in the top hundred on anyone's list, I'm going to sprinkle in my DraftKings lineup this week some Byron Pringle Um, in a game where I think Kansas City is going to throw the ball early and often and for a lot of yards Um, Watkins is out Hardman is playing off a of, you know, COVID uh, situation, so I think you're going to see Pringle get in there. He's always had a good rapport with Pat Mahomes. Excuse me, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I'm going to sprinkle in some, some Byron Pringle. and I'm fading Robert Woods. Um, you know, I think you're on the same track. Uh, you mentioned him as a fade, but you talked about how you, you didn't like either quarterback in the Monday night game. So, I think it's going to be difficult for any of those wide receivers for the Rams to go crazy without Winworth uh, and that ferocious defense from the Bucs. Uh, so, I'm fading Robert Wood. So, that's my view at wide receiver for this week.
0: All right, sounds good. So, why don't you take us off to uh, the tight end position?
1: Yeah, tight end position. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love. Someone who has kind of like, you know, he's been hurt, forgotten, kind of pedestrian since he's come back. But I think this is his coming out party return. I'm loving Dallas Goddard this week with Carson Wentz. Um, I think without Garrett in the lineup for Cleveland, Wentz will have a lot of time to throw, and he loves Goddard. And I think this is the game where – Dallas Goddard goes crazy um, So I'm loving Dallas Goddard And If he's Hill by any chance He's eligible tight end He's obvious And I think Hayden Hurst actually this week Who I haven't been a big fan of I think Hayden Hurst Could have a, a really good game he Could end up in the top 5 At tight end for the week And unfortunately for me Because I'm going to be starting him in the league Is I'm going to say TJ Hawkinson You know, it's a juicy matchup. He hasn't looked the same. He's played through injuries, so a little concerned about that. And I know that he's ranked, you know, as a top five tight end for the week. So I'm going to take T.J. Hawkinson. Let's say you at tight end.
0: All right. So you're reading my mind. I actually have Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, we're pretty close to getting a return of uh, of Zach Ertz for the Eagles, which which will certainly help their uh, passing game as well. But I have Dallas Goddard in this particular game as well. And funny enough, um, the w- one guy I do have from the Tampa Bay side. Well, I think he'll have some troubles getting, um, getting the ball to his wide receivers. I think uh, Tom Brady will rely on Gronk. And Gronk has been a little quieter the last few weeks, especially with the addition of uh, Antonio Brown. But I'm going to go with Gronk this week as being the, the focal point of that passing game of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. So those are the two guys that I like this week. And it hates. I, I hate to do this because I own him in multiple leagues. Um, and I think I think Kansas City will try to take this player away from 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 the Raiders in a, in a big way. Uh, I I I really do not like, and especially since I just don't like the way this passing offense has looked. For the last few weeks, I'm fading Darren Waller because they're not using him the proper way. Now, granted he dropped a touchdown pass last week, but I'm going to fade Darren Waller because they're just not getting him the ball in enough spots. And with enough frequency to my liking, Uh, he's ranked in the top three. And I just don't think it's warranted because they're not getting him the ball enough.
1: Well, I see you faded Jacobs and Waller, and if your fades come to fruition this week, the Raiders are going to be in all kinds of trouble, which they very well may be. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, <clears throat> and let, let's move along to the games that we like um, versus the point spread, unders or over. So why don't, you, uh, why don't you take us out? How many games do you like side or total this week in week 11 of the NFL season?
0: I like three games this week. So I talked about Matt Ryan. Uh, I like this team coming out of the break. I'm not sure what we're going to get from the New Orleans Saints from the quarterback side. We've gotten nothing from Michael Thomas the entire year. Alvin Kamara was a little bit nicked up, uh, missed a couple of days of practice. I don't think he has an injury designation coming into this week but I'm not sure what we're going to get I, I am tempted in, in some leagues I, in one league I do have Taysom Hill as a quarterback and I'm somewhat tempted to use him uh, just from the intrigue side but I like the Atlanta Falcons in this game like I said they're coming off their bye week I think they've got a little bit of confidence since the firing of Dan Quinn they're getting three and a half points against New Orleans Saints so I like them this week uh, Kansas City Uh, I asked a friend of mine, what do you think the spread is for Kansas City uh, Raiders? He's actually a Raiders fan. And he said, "Ah, Kansas City's probably laying um, about four or five points against the Raiders. Well, the spread is eight. I think they're really tempting you to bet the Las Vegas Raiders in this particular game. I like the Kansas City Chiefs. Out of the bye week, Andy Reid laying eight points against the Raiders, going away, and the last one I'm going to say, and I told, I told, I mentioned it a little bit, a cup you know, with some of the things I've discussed. I think it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest on Monday night, under forty-eight Rams, Tampa Bay. That's what I'm going with.
1: Interesting. I, I like I like some games quite a bit this week. I've been like kind of you know some of these games. The slate has looked a little difficult to me, but I love some games this week. I'm going to start off with the Colts playing a point and a half. That's the current spread against Green Bay. I think Green Bay's living a lie. I mean, I, I know their record is really good, but I, I just don't think they're as good as their record is indicated. And the Colts are getting better and better and better. Uh, and I think at home, they're going to kind of stifle them a little bit. They're going to run the ball on them. I like the Colts minus one and a half quite a bit in this game. Um, I like on Monday night football, I'm going to jump around here. Cause I like some totals as well. On Monday night football. I, I like Tampa Bay. I know you like the under, but I think, you know, I just don't, I, I think that left tackle injury, of Whitworth for the Rams, it can't be stated enough. And I, I just think Tampa Bay is going to get on top of them and they're going to, they're going to win this game handily. So uh, I'm really loving. Uh, I'm loving, I'm loving Tampa Bay on Monday night football. I love the Eagles. Uh, I, I know you, you know. I always say you can't trust Carson Wentz and you can't trust the Eagles, but you can't trust the Browns either. So I'm loving the Eagles in this game. Right on the line is two and a half. They're getting, and I just think they're gonna they're gonna put on a lot of uh, a great offensive performance and put up a, a lot of points in that game. And I like them plus two and a half. And I'll tell you what, I, I think I'm so confident they're gonna score a lot of points in the game. I like the Eagles over in the same game, 47 points. I know the Browns haven't put up much points, but the conditions have been kind of crazy. So as long as there isn't these gusting winds where it's kind of like impossible to throw the ball, I'm loving over 47. And then I'm loving over in the Cowboy-Viking game. I think the Cowboys have gotten a couple of their guys healthy with the bye week. Um, And I don't think Andy Dalton is as bad as he showed when he, you know, replaced Dak Prescott off the bye week. Um, and against the Vikings, this is the type of game, just when the Vikings have looked like they've been good and good and good, they've had that clunker at home against the Falcons. This is a similar game. I'm not saying they're going to lose it outright. I'm saying they may lose it outright. I don't have confidence in the Vikings, certainly laying seven. But to me, the safest bet in this game is over 48 and a half. So those are the five games that I love this week.
0: Yeah, that's definitely more. So you, you've got a little confidence. You got a little uh, giddy up in your step this week for those games. I like. I like to hear that. I mean,
1: I feel pretty confident about you know some of these games, and uh, yeah, I think there will be points. and uh, so Let's get to some player props. and uh, Why don't you take us out? Um... I know some of them, like you were talking about, Chief Game, you know, those aren't out yet, but the ones that you've seen, any stand out to you? Yeah, I I
0: got a couple of them. So, uh, I I like under 300 and a half yards passing for Tom Brady in this particular game. The Rams have been pretty stingy against the pass all year. Um, I'm not saying that the the Tampa Bay won't win this game, but under 300 and a half yards, that's a lot of yards. I'm going to take the under there. Uh, I like Tua, over 227 and a half this week uh, in, in passing yards. And I, I like two running backs as well. I, I like the over for Antonio Gibson, 48 and a half yards against the Cincinnati Bengals. And Salvin Ahmad at, at 54 and a half yards rushing, I like the over on that particular one. And the last one, I'm going to fade Antonio Brown, 58 and a half yards receiving. I'm going to take the under on Antonio Brown. That, that's, that's a bit high in, with this particular group of receivers. I, I'm going to fade Antonio Brown, 58 and a half yards receiving.
1: I mean, before I get to the props that I love, who who do you think, uh, what's going to be the the defensive strategy? You know, do you think Jalen Ramsey is going to try and take away Mike Evans? If that's the case, then would you reconsider the Antonio Brown one? Or, you know, do you just just think that the Rams defense overall will keep him under no matter if it's Jalen Ramsey or anyone else?
0: Yeah, I just think the, the pressure up front is going to be the real challenge for Tom Brady, uh, and, and we saw that in that same game. I'm not saying that it plays out the same way, but you know Tom Brady doesn't like to be punched or, 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 or put under pressure like that. So I, that's why I said he'll lean on Gronk a little bit more in this particular game. Uh, I think Jalen Ramsey's probably going to be on the outside a little bit more, um, and I think he'll probably go back and forth Probably between both Evans and Godwin is my guess. I don't think he spends a lot of time on Antonio uh, on Antonio Brown. So, so, so I think what you might be getting as you think Brown actually may be a little bit of a security blanket for Brady in this game.
1: So I'm just double zipping. In the same game, I'm just loving both of these bets. I'm loving Carson Wentz over 244 and a half yards passing. And even more so, I'm confident about Dallas Goddard, 37 and a half yards receiving. I think that's a leg pipe cinch. Um, I, I think, you know, this is his like third game back. And you know, I can't, I can't state this enough. That pass rush for the Browns is going to be a nothing burger, in my opinion, without Miles Garrett. And uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to hit Goddard. I would not be surprised if he caught six, seven, eight passes in this game. And uh, I think over thirty-seven and a half points, uh, 37 and a half yards is an absolute joke. So I'm double dipping with Wentz and Goddard.
0: Yeah, what's really interesting, too, because you have been a – Know pretty much a whence naysayer all year. I think. I mean, you have like Travis Fulgham at times this year, but you know you've, you're definitely exuding a lot of confidence in, in the Philadelphia Eagles this week. I mean, you've laid it out in your in in, in both your prop bets and in your in your money and, and in your betting bets. So uh, you know that's a lot of confidence against the Browns team that's been pretty good this year. They've leaned on that run. Uh, but I think, you know, something to be said team coming out of a bye week a little bit healthier. I, I think it's a very very interesting call and, and we know look the Eagles the Eagles have, Eagles basically have this division in their control. They they will dictate where they go here. I think a loss here obviously would be very devastating uh, psychologically to the team, but you know a big performance here could take them onto this division title.
1: I'm gonna Yeah, I'm going to see what the odds on this because I'm going to punch in what the parlay is on this. But I, I have a prediction for this week. This is a, a wild one. Are you ready for this? I think there is a heck of a chance the Giants are off that for this week all three teams from that horrible NFC East win their games this week. How about that? <laughs> Washington football team the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles win their game. I'm going to punch that ball here and see what that pays all on the money line. Uh, the, obviously, the, the Cowboys are, are big underdog on the money line getting seven, and the Eagles are a small dog, and the Washington team is, is a little bit of a favorite, so I'm going to make that prediction that all three, certainly two, and maybe all three of the NFC East teams win their game outright this week. Yeah,
0: because that's a bold statement, too. Like, and Look, you're, you're, you're not a you're definitely not a homer when it comes to calling things and, and you're not gonna you know if you believe that your team and that's the Vikings isn't gonna show well you're gonna you're gonna state it and you're gonna you're gonna be emphatic about it. <laughs> it's they could have a letdown. It's very interesting, you know especially I, I mean
1: I just think you can't get overhyped by a Vikings win against a, a, a Nick Foles inept offensive team. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys team their team is terrible but when you look at their skilled players, Ezekiel Elliott Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper, um, Gallup, those are very, very, it's a, it's a world of difference. Okay, so I'm not taking, and I don't care what my eyes saw on Monday Night Football, it's against a team that can't run their offense with limited skill players. Matter of fact, one skill player, Allen Robinson, who's open all over the place, then Foles couldn't get him the ball. So if they can give Andy Dalton a little bit of time, I'm not sure they're not going to light the Vikings up in this game. I think the Vikings are like, it's really the reason I love the over is I think the Vikings have to score a lot of points to to win this game. So um, I really think that all three of those NFC East teams can get a W this week. And uh, I think that would be shocking to a lot of people, but uh, we'll we'll, we'll see how it plays out.
0: I think to your point on, on Andy Dalton, remember he, he came in for Prescott when he got hurt in week five. And he actually showed very well. He went 9 of 11, 111 yards. A couple of big throws to Michael Gallup in that game. The Arizona game, he had a touchdown, 266 yards. Wasn't a great effort. They were behind. He had to throw the ball 54 times in that game. And then he got hurt in that Washington game. You know, he got knocked out of that game, and and we haven't seen him since. So... He's had a lot of time to get a little bit better. Uh, I, like you said, they have great skill players. They're coming off of bye week. So it's a very interesting call and uh, something that I'm not going to push back uh, with you, uh, particularly when you know both of these teams very, very well.
1: I mean, I I could just see this playing out, right? The Cowboys win this game. Like, the Cowboys are written off. They're they're finished, right, or whatever. They win win this game in Minnesota. Then all of a sudden, the Cowboy faithful and Jerry Jones are fired up for the Thanksgiving home against the Washington football team, which could be a crucial, crucial game. So I, I think it all could turn on a dime, and I would not be shocked if that happened at all.
0: Yeah, in this division, we've been volleying back and forth, right? A few weeks ago, we thought maybe that the Washington football team was going to take over this division. The Eagles looked like it was going to be the case earlier. Now, the Giants have entered into the into the discussion. So, it's a wide-open division, but I, I like your views. They're very, very interesting, and uh, I look forward to seeing see how it plays out uh, on Sunday. Speaking of playing out on Sunday, I, I do want to ask what I think is, you know, again, I, I can't believe ESPN's allowing it this week, but they are. Taysom Hill is a tight end. I think that's complete Joke, but that's a whole nother story. Um, so let me ask you is this, in your eyes, is Taysom Hill, is he the guy that's going to be behind center all of this game? Are we going to see a little bit of Jameis Winston? How do you see this playing out? I think it's a, it's a, look, we know. Coming into this year, we thought this potentially could be Drew Brees' last year. I, we've had a lot of discussions around Taysom Hill. They did give him a contract uh, extension. He's got a little bit longer contract than you know Jameis Hill, who's on a one-year deal. How do you think this is going to play out this week?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a gimmicky game where, like, if it's third and eight. You're going to see Jamie Swinson come in the game where Taysom Hill can't throw the ball. Absolutely not. Uh, I the way I see it play out is they're going to give they're they they're going to give Taysom Hill the keys to the kingdom and see how it plays out for the whole game, and then they're going to roll from there. Um, who knows what promises have been made to these two quarterbacks. I mean, I I, I don't think it's a guessing game as far as Sean Payton is concerned. I think that once he came out of the game, it was kind of, you know, he knew what he was going to do. So I don't think it's going to be Taysom Hill on first and second down. And if the saints are third and long, you're going to see James Winston coming on the field. I, I absolutely don't see that. I think, I'll be honest with you, I think there's a little bit of curiosity from the Saints. Organization to see what Casey Hill can do as a full time starter because Drew Brees' career is not lasting longer than next year. And in my opinion, at this point, it's better than 50 50 that this is going to be his last season. So I, I think this is an incredible situation for the Saints organization, Sean Payton, and even Taysom Hill and the other players to see what he can do as a full time quarterback and not a gimmick player. So I I think it's interesting, and, um, and I, I think it's, it's Taysom Hill, and unless he just proves it nept at throwing the ball, um, he is a little inaccurate, but it's not like James Winston is, uh, is Johnny Unitas either with his accuracy. So um, I think it's going to be Taysom Hill's job to lose, and uh, if, he may, if he stays with it and, and plays well, I think he's going to stay as a starter.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a, good, a good possibility. I actually, actually, may roll him out in one of my leagues. I'm, I'm strongly considering it, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, that's all for me, Wiz. Any any further uh, things to add for this particular uh, podcast? No, that's uh, that's it. And I guess we'll be back on Monday before that exciting uh,
1: Tampa Bay Rams
0: game. Yeah, absolutely. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, Look forward to an exciting Sunday of football tomorrow. Uh, Wiz, have a very good night, and uh, we'll be back at you next uh, Monday for that Monday night podcast. Thanks to you, and have a very good evening. You too.